0: Good evening. It is Josh and Joe.
1: Perched high above the thirsty owl.
0: Thank you very much. Now called the Josh and Joe podcast.
1: That's right it is.
0: That was our... That
1: snazzy new logo. Really stepping up the game.
0: I got a couple of text messages. They said they really liked the logo.
1: That's nice. I sure do.
0: It was done much more professionally than my Sunday Bible school
1: project. Yeah, no, it's good. It (laughs) looks good. I think it looks nice. We spent a little time on that, didn't we?
0: We did. We yeah. did. You did a good job. No. Well, so, tonight we're freestyling it, which yeah. is kind of the mood around here, this don't you think? This is the
1: freestyle episode. We're just going to weave in and out of topics. And it is kind of a freestyle night. It's like a Sunday night. We're just hanging, having some chow, right? And, um, you know, whatever comes up, we're going to answer questions. We're going to talk.
0: This, this is my way of getting random questions out in front of you. Sure. Uh, I do always say that you're much more mature than most in the communication side, as well as... <laughs>
1: I do what I can around here. <laughs> as well as
0: being well-read on relationship topics. Sure. So sometimes I am kind of hesitant to ask you certain questions about certain situations because it may seem naive or immature. So this is my chance.
1: Yeah. Here it is,
0: and you'll hear some tonight. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, what's going? Let's go. Let's go a little bit of what's going ah. on in our world here. So we have restaurant week here in Thirsty Owl. How did that go? That's going great. Still going. Mm-hmm. I think it's going through Tuesday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was very busy this weekend. I was nice. Seco he helped me down at the bar. He was spectacular. He made a little uh, little cachola, and he just booked our hotel for our trip down to Myrtle Beach. So we're driving on Sunday, like Easter evening, mm. trying to get down, as far down as we can after. What are we doing, Sika? We're serving all the drinks for the two o'clock brunch service. Then we're hitting the road. And we're going to stay in Frederick's, Fredericksburg, Virginia, a little south of D.C. Mm-hmm. Then continuing on to Myrtle the next day. So it should be a fun little trip.
0: That is an eight-hour drive from uh, Saratoga Springs. To Fredericksburg?
1: Mm, I think you're uh, driving slowly, maybe (laughs) riding a bike. I think it should be high sixes, in fact. So just under seven hours.
0: I need you to time yourself and tell me and text me and say, I got here, nanny nanny poo poo, because that's a longer drive than D.C.,
1: it's south of D.C., correct. so yes, okay. that's correct. Because
0: you know so. I drive to D.C. a lot. And yes. if I make it I under seven in and a half hours. I lived in D.C. for four or five
1: years, right? From
0: Saratoga.
1: And I also lived in Norfolk, Virginia, so I know exactly how long it is. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. Well, so I'm, I'm well-studied in that neck of the woods.
0: Without speeding tickets now.
1: No speeding tickets. Okay. Seiko, okay. how fast do I drive in a 65? 74. That's correct.
0: 74.
1: Nerd alert. Dad is nerd alert for a driver. (laughs) Grandpa. That's right. So what do you got? So where are we starting here, kid?
0: So just random questions from listeners and myself and real life situations. Yeah. Okay?
1: Yeah. Have you... Oh, you're breaking right into questions. Yes. Mm. Have
0: you ever had Mm. a partner or Mm -hmm. a new girlfriend Mm -hmm. who was mothering towards you and how would you define or how would you get the eevee if somebody was mothering?
1: Yeah. See, I think in the life that I live, I don't need a lot of that. So I don't really attract that. Because I think a lot of men who have that in their life maybe struggle with doing the laundry, maybe their house is a shit show. And I don't really run into that too much. So no one, no one really kicks into mom mode for me. You know, um, I do at least a load of laundry a day. My washer gets a real workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not even doing, you know, laundry for you or Anna. Um, <laughs> come on, that's <laughs> funny. Did you guys didn't bring anything over today?
0: No laundry today. What in
1: the what? Would you guys bring it down to the stream uh, and wash them on the rocks? What happened? <laughs> what did happen this week? <laughs> a lot of the times, folks, when we do a podcast, sometimes they bring a little laundry over right?
0: We were just outed. Oh, what's wrong with
1: that? What's wrong with that? You guys live a very sustainable life in your cool dwelling units. I think it's great. Oh my God, is that bad? <laughs> Do you want to start over?
0: Yes, it's correct. Neither, I think it's really cool. Neither Anna nor I have washing machines or dryers That's in all our right. dwelling place. I think it's wonderful. We will take a collection cup <laughs> next time.
1: GoFundMe go for uh, Joe and Anna.
0: Oh my, people are gonna ask questions about this. But the
1: best part of this folks, I'm really gonna throw Joe under the bus even more. Um, Anna asked very nice, she said, Can I, you know, do some laundry? I said it's no problem at all. Then I think the first time or two, Joe tried to slip some of her laundry into Anna's. Now Anna, did you know about that or was that something that she did without even your knowledge? No, she told me to bring the side stairs. <laughs> So Joe tried to sneak it in He I said, here.
0: okay, meet me at the side stairs and I'm going to put some of my laundry in your what bag. What about
1: me makes you think that I'd be like, oh, no, you can't do your laundry here. <laughs> you eat all my chips and salsa. Why would I draw the line at laundry?
0: I Fair. <laughs> and we're finishing up your bottle of Moscato as well. There's
1: nothing wrong with that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So,
0: um, so yeah, I don't, don't
1: attract that type.
0: Okay, if you don't attract it, has somebody tried to? No. Like, like... You guys have a night together i I will say this and they start cleaning your bathroom no, or your oh, kitchen. I wish you know
1: what? maybe I should be looking for that. <laughs> that would be wonderful. no one does that, no one does that, no one does that so <laughs> um, what I will say is that because Seiko is so entirely likable as a mm. smaller human, yeah that a lot of lot of I don't say a lot. It's not like I've had this long roster of people that I've gotten close with since my day. But there are a few people, and they do kind of slip into that role of kind of being a little bit mothering to him, and I've always been fine with that. So that's um, natural
0: too. It's a yeah. good test as well.
1: Um, yeah, I don't like to think of that as a test because it's too important, it's too high stakes. Okay, you know what I mean. So I wouldn't sure. ever look at it as, oh well, Sally's really stepping up the plate and mm-hmm. taking secret to a movie when I'm run, You know, I'm doing a shift because that. I mean, that was something earlier days when um, my and I had split and. You know, I couldn't really work with a seven-year-old downstairs, but now, being 12 and a hook, Seiko loves working downstairs with me. Like, it was slam-jamming at the Owl last night, and Seiko was a rock star. Everyone loved him.
0: That's awesome.
1: Everyone loved him, and he enjoys it, and, you know, he's really getting good at when people say, hey, you know, I'm I'm Skip, I'm Pete, and he's like, he shakes their hand, looks right in their eye, and even, I remember someone the other night, I don't know where it was, but he, oh, it was that uh, when Seiko and I on Friday night did an off-site wine-pairing dinner. At the Culinary School at Adirondack, uh, Sudi Adirondack. So that was right in downtown Glens Falls. That was super fun. Was that fun? Yeah, so I would just talk about why, because they did all Thirsty Owl Wines with their really nice wine pairing dinner. And it was super fun. And Sico was dressed nicely. He was shaking hands, kissing babies. I mean, it was like he was running for mayor. <laughs>
0: of Glens Falls. <laughs> yeah,
1: and the and the you know head of the school um, chatted to him a little bit and shook his hand, and he even commented. He goes, well, that's a nice firm handshake there, young man and excellent Sika was uh, Siko really did it
0: so mothering doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing have you ever been in a position where the person you were dating yeah you felt like you had to take care of uh, if you walk in and we talked about this a little bit if you walk in and your date's home and it's messy I mean you know maybe they needed just a little bit of help have you yeah. ever played that role for
1: where I've gone over someone I was dating in their house was a shit show
0: or what meaning like you just kind of had a fathering type of relationship with that person because they needed a little help here yeah no i've done there. that and
1: i think i do that and i don't i'm not i would say i i would say i stop short of being a fixer because i think that can be mm. seem mm-hmm. condescending mm-hmm. or no but there you know there was one person in particular who was exiting a relationship This isn't all that long ago, a year and a half, two years ago, and um, that was more of a, you know, I felt fairly invisible in my former relationship, and I would kind of, you know, try to pump them up and say, no, you're very funny, you're very, you know, social, and I don't see you the same way that you're suggesting in this narrative that she was controlling with her former Mm -hmm. relationship, that you know, so and so didn't see me as funny. So and so didn't see me as they just saw me as like a wallflower when we would be at like a company party or out at a dinner party or something like that. And I said, no, I think your your personality stands on its own. I didn't use these kind words, but it was true. I would never, I would never throw words at someone that was blowing smoke. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that.
0: I have seen a relationship in in front of me where mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like, in this case, the female would kind of mother.
1: The guy, and, and yeah.
0: you know, I'll, I'll pick up your plate for you, honey. I don't like that. Yeah, you like, don't like Let's see, like it's a
1: fine line. Now, let's say I was in a relationship, and let's say we watched a movie or watched a Netflix show, and let's say they brought food over, um, and we had plates sitting on our cool little reclaimed wood coffee table, which we enjoy so much here, and we were done eating. If they bring my plate to the kitchen, I even... There's like a little alert. Not like it's a bad thing, but I go, oh, no, no, I can get that. Just like with Seiko. I mean, Seiko, we're wired very similarly. I mean, like I've raised him, right? So if Seiko and I, if we made a nice, like we do a lot of seafood around here. So I like to cook for him. And when I do, we always almost always do seafood. And let's say we had a really cool scallop salad or something really neat. Mm -hmm. And we were done eating it. If I grab his when he was done and bring it into the kitchen to rinse out the bowl and put it in the mic in the microwave, to put it in the dishwasher, he would go, no, I can get that. And he's built just like me. And right. if someone were to pick up my stuff, I would feel really weird about that. One thing I'll say in and, and being single, probably and being married as well, <laughs> I don't think any, like, I don't think I've ever had like a hamper that was even half full where someone's like, oh, I'm going to go run your laundry for you. Literally never happened.
0: You like, you're a doer. And you I like think, to do those things. And I think
1: while I was married, I think I did the vast majority of the laundry uh, as well. And um, the grocery shopping, grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Grocery um, shopping. But no, I, no one has played a, and the big difference maker for that for me was my one year of high school that I went to in Florida. Where I just kind of had to fend for myself mm-hmm. they, they, um, My folks kind of you know Put me up with m- My grandfather, my dad's dad And he was Kind of in the middle stages of Alzheimer's At that point, I don't know if they really knew that Or else I don't think they would have put me in that mm. situation But um, So I grew up very quickly So at 16 I kind of got all that stuff cool. After running one load in hot With a red shirt With a bunch of white stuff And everything turned in pink, pink. That's the way you gotta learn you yeah, know, it's that's not like my true. mom made me notes on how to do laundry. I just figured it out, mm-hmm. you know, and okay. that's how life is the best.
0: So that would be a red flag in your view. No,
1: but it's just got to be controlled. Like I would never let someone settle into a mothering role where they were just taking care of me because I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I've been very kind of staunchly st- single in that role with Seiko for sneaking up on a decade at this point, And I just don't need I don't need that it's nice it's nice but it is a once in a while thing yeah. and, but no one's ever no one could ever say I've done a lot of, load of laundry for Josh no one could say that wow and no one could say oh I, I mean maybe could someone could say they emptied the dishwasher but I that's about it mm. and I'm good with that
0: no that's that's kind of cool because not every guy uh, is that self sufficient? Is yeah. really what you're saying? You're very well, self sufficient. I have to be,
1: you know, like the grocery shopping, the doing the laundry, and but I look at look at my dad. Teddy's great. You've met Teddy many times. Awesome. But if he were ever in a situation where he was solo, <laughs> I think his world would implode. I mean, he's a smart guy, he's resourceful, he'll figure it out. But as it stands right now, I bet in 51 years of marriage. And being single for the you know three years he was out of college or whatever it was, I'll bet you he's done a load of laundry seven times.
0: Mm-hmm. But I bet if he had to, he'd figure it out. Of course, and, and yeah. of course that's true. Yeah.
1: But he always is always waiting for someone to kind of secure food for him. But he's a great griller. Like if you go to the winery, which I'm sure we'll do this summer, or something and he'll want to grill and he can handle that. But like to do dishes or anything like that, it's it's very gender old school gender role around. It always was around my house. Yeah. And between seeing that and then getting a formal education and maybe gender roles aren't really that cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very easy to see as an adult that I wasn't going to work that way. Mm. It was always going to be, you know, I don't need someone to do this for me. I don't need someone to do that for me. And Kit was very, my mom was very, uh, very motherly, very gender rolled growing up. And it's really interesting that I don't play by those rules as a grown up myself.
0: Yeah. I've seen that with a lot of dads, too, who are divorced and have their kids 50-50. So they've been forced to figure it out as well. Sure. And, um,
1: and I enjoy it. I, I don't have any issue. I don't ever sit there and go, boy, I wish I had someone to do this for me. And Seiko does a good bit of folding the laundry. If I ask, he'll, you know, he'll put the laundry from the washer into the dryer, which is no big task. And then you know if I get tied up downstairs or I'm doing something else, I'm like, hey, can you fold the laundry? And he happily does it.
0: Yeah, and there's no clothes laying around your, no, your no. place. He's, he's, You'll he's, never he's see that. that. And,
1: and you you come over a bit for the podcast or just as buddies, and like you don't see his place at the shit show. Never,
0: actually, never. Yeah, I agree.
1: Especially when I don't have him, like his bed is like perfectly made, and there's nothing ever in his hamper. It probably looks like a museum in there. Fresh and honest. clean. Yeah, yeah. Very
0: nice. Okay, let's move to a word that sounds like mothering, mm-hmm. how about smothering? Mm. A smothering person as your partner or even a new girlfriend, new boyfriend. Yeah, And by that I mean just wants to always be touching each other even in public, just always wanting to cling where you just aren't getting not only your personal space, maybe even your emotional or your social space. Right. Is that something that you've experienced a girl act towards you or have you been? have you ever been so smitten by someone where you felt like you always had to be next to her and touchy-feely yeah.
1: I feel like this one has not been answered but we touched on the edges of this with the love languages where someone like physical touch or words of affirmation those are very similar items for me and yeah, I think it always depends, and we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Where are you at in your relationship? If things are going well, physical touch and words of affirmation are very easy, and I'm good with it. But if it's even if the relationship is at kind of like the medium level, or maybe I I, I use the metaphor of taking on water, like it's a ship, like it's not doing well. You never heard that phrase, I... taking on water? Like it's a boat that hit an iceberg, like the oh, Titanic, okay, yeah, okay. it's taking on water. You're about to drown. If the relationship is taking on water, oh. like a boat is taking on water, it's going to sink because the water's going oh, to. sink. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: Wow. So you.
0: No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't making the connection. You weren't born on an, as an island, a relationship. right? <laughs> yes, I was born on an island. Oh my actually. Goodness.
1: So, um, yeah, then it's just tougher, you know. Um, I. The thing for me is when it turns into clearly someone is trying to show you or just live in their experience of, I want to be affectionate. I want to physically do the physical touch thing. And it's me, me, me. I want to control this, n- the narrative of how we're going to show affection. And the problem is, is when people can't read the room and they can't figure out that, Although I'm good with a little bit of physical touch for sure. Right. But when it gets to be too much and they can't read that I'm kind of like, Ugh. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Give me a little physical yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: I can handle physical touch on a good solid seven on a scale of one to 10, you know, you know, I'm a big scale of one to 10 guy.
0: Yeah. No, no. I,
1: you know, so I can handle a good bit of it. I think I, 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 I don't, but smothering can, can mean more than that. It's not just the physical touch and the, you know, hold hands and the throw the arms around. It can just be, you know, early days or even middle days, like a couple months in, even where someone just wants to spend all of their time with you. Right. And that's a tough one. That's a whole thing that I think is a little bit different. probably a second cousin to like overtly physical touchy. Right. I think it's just, that's where you, you know, we talked about losing your identity. I think that's a spot where that tends to happen where you're so engulfed in NRE Mm -hmm. and you're so engulfed in, oh, I found someone that I really enjoy spending time with. And then you just spend like six days a week with them. And I think that's kind of a, um, and I've done that. I mean, I've done that. Everyone's done that, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I think as we we discuss, as we get older, we need less of that. Mm,
1: Yeah. But, you know, it's still, and it's tempting. Like, let's say you're on a losing streak where you haven't, done well with matters of the heart, you haven't done well with romance, and you meet someone that you really care for, mm-hmm. you do kinda of want to spend a lot of time with them and you know, you just end up overdoing it. It's like a song. Like when you when you hear a song for the first time and you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, this is really good and you play it a million times. We've all done that. I am so guilty of that with songs. Yes. Wildfire by Cautious Clay. I just beat the shit out of that song. I think I listened to that nonstop probably about a year ago um just on repeat it was tough and i still like it now Mm -hmm. you know that guitar and it's too too cool
0: that was that's a good question that's a good question for me to ask which is how long do you think and even from experience that intensity can last i mean how you can't
1: not on that clip it's like ice cream okay you go to stewart's and you go get a cone Mm -hmm. what are you gonna get three scoops no you get one scoop because ice cream is great. The first few bites, delicious. Folks, get ready for the metaphor of all metaphors. Is this
0: is a good one. I like where this is I going. I think it's
1: so good. Those first few bites, you're like, chocolate fudge brownie, that's so good. ziko what's your flavor? Orange creamsicle. Orange creamsicle, first few bites, yeah. Yeah. And then if you got three scoops or whatever, by the end of it, you're like, do you want this? Do your friends send do you want this? Not that you're going to pawn off some guy that you're hanging out with Joe to like, oh, here, I take this guy out, right? But you know what I'm saying? And just like, chill out, go slow. You can. St- NRE is unavoidable, right? You're going to have yeah. it, and it feels nice, and it's great. But if you just overdo it and go six days a week, seven days a week, you know, that will fan out faster than if you're just like, you know what? Let's hang out when we can. Let's just be cool about our schedules. You know, we're busy. We're grownups now, we're not 22, we're not 28, we have careers, we have family to worry about, we've got, you know, friends, like you. you have a really cool friend network, and just whenever we can hang out, we can hang out. If it's twice a week, it's twice a week.
0: You know, for for somebody who is in a relationship, who the, the par- person who's in a relationship who's tendency is to smother just because maybe they're really excited about someone yeah. or they just want they do they're lonely, they don't want to go back to their apartment by themselves. Yeah. And they just want to always spend the time with the other person. Sure. They really need to regulate yeah their behavior. Yeah. That's tough though, because we're such emotional human beings yeah. and we're impulsive as well at times. Yeah. Uh, it regulation is really important so that you you're not Constantly, you don't end up smothering your partner. Yeah. That that does happen.
1: Yeah. No, I just like you have to make adjustments in life. You know, it's like I tell Seiko, he's, we're at a tennis tournament or we're doing whatever, and his first serve's in the net every time. It's not even in the tape, it's like halfway up the net.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: His first serve every time is short. I'm like, dude, make an adjustment. Hit the serve higher. You know, if you start missing long of the service box, that's fine. Then we'll make an adjustment back. But He's like you have to make an adjustment, in life. If if that's how you start all your relationships, where you're just like a bat out of Hades, a hundred miles an hour, spending time with someone all the time, every day, all day, every day, and it's not working, figure it out, make an adjustment. Say I really like Skip, he's really cool, but I have to temper this. Like I need to, you know, be in contact. Don't play him hot and cold. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not saying like
0: that's a good point. Oh, wait
1: two days to text. Like none of that bullshit. Like if you want to be in contact, be in contact. But don't go spending six days a week straight out of the gate how has that worked for you in the past is that working for you if it is not then stop doing it
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: make an adjustment yeah serve it higher Seiko. damn it you know <laughs> you're better today right yeah. your server has gotten a lot better what are you watching <laughs> Just watching like YouTube shorts and I can see it from here. And they're just so, some of them are so random. All right, go ahead. What do you got next? So,
0: so the next one I have. What do, we,
1: what do you feel like?
0: I do feel like at <laughs> when I was much younger, I mm-hmm. did want that constant time with the person constant conversation yeah back then we didn't have phones that text messaged so sure. there isn't such thing as constant text messaging or right. sending each other cute little emojis of teddy mm-hmm. bears with hearts on it eggplants yeah so it was easier like we said before. <laughs> eggplants like we said before Peaches. It was easier to regulate when we were younger because we had no answering yeah. machines. Yeah. And oh, was, when it
1: was just a phone on the wall? Right. It and was then the best. And then
0: you have many siblings and they got to use the phone too. You know what? I think
1: I always felt like back then, I'm getting away with something here. Oh. I don't have to call April Fitzpatrick. I don't, oh. There's no cell phones yet. But I always felt like cell phones are coming. And I definitely couldn't handle this relationship there with cell phones.
0: With April. She's yeah, the, with the one nodes.
1: who... And I had to talk to her 15 minutes every night on the landline. And you
0: had to hold her hand in school. Hold her hand. See, that's a smothering girl. This is what yeah, I'm getting at. But
1: that's, th- at that point in time, it's the only experience you have. So yeah. I thought, man.
0: Maybe this is it. Women
1: are demanding.
0: Yeah, oh. And what and do you find now?
1: 35 years later, I realize women are demanding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but,
0: but it's but, true. But, they, but
1: the, everyone, there's like this huge spectrum of what people expect in a relationship attention-wise it also depends where you're at in the relationship. I mean, like if you just met or if you've been hanging mm-hmm. out for a month or something, then it's different than, you know, you've been in a relationship for a long time and expectations do change clearly. But, you know, it, listen, the first few relationships I ever had were not the greatest ones for building what my expectations were or what I thought a relationship was moving forward. Between probably my first two or three relationships, I really wish that I had someone that was a little more low key. There's no question about that.
0: So you had really intense ones. Yes. Oh, why is that? Because is well, that you have kind to ask of... them? I was well, I wasn't know.
1: encouraging like someone wanting to follow me to school. You know, I went to school.
0: Oh, they got a ten-hour, eight-hour you.
1: drive, and then she wanted to go to school there, and my parents were just—they should have just said, Josh, that cannot happen. They should have just said they Wait, cannot have, and rewind. they pussyfooted around it, and rewind. she found it, followed me to school, and it was a disaster my first year of college.
0: Okay, rewind. Your high school girlfriend mm-hmm. followed you to the school to Old Dominion. that you got Correct. To a scholarship back. and
1: just said like, oh, they have a great music program. Horseshit, you just wanted to follow me to school. Oh,
0: wow. Do you have any
1: great... Music programs there are between Rome, New York, and Norfolk, Virginia. Plenty a hundred
0: right.
1: You wanted to follow me to school. And Josh now would have said, Melissa Pulsey, you can go shit in your hat. You go to school somewhere else. Yeah. And I wasn't encouraging it like, Oh, this is the person I'm going to end up marrying at age 17 or 18.
0: But was a part of you trying to tell her? It
1: does have a nice... No. What do you know at 17? Like, if this happened to Seiko... Let's say Seiko goes to George Mason on a golf scholarship. Right. This is just a whatever. And there was some, you know, girl that he was dating at Saratoga High School. And she was in, you know, Seiko wanted to go study political science or history or whatever he wanted to study. And... This girl already had some yellow flags. She's like, "Oh yeah, George Mason. I'm. A, I love their, you know, science department. They have a great science. I'm going to school there." I would sit them both down and say, "Listen, I know you guys think you're in love, and maybe it might even be. But you know, Sally, you want to study science. Look at all these great science programs around here. If your relationship is meant to be, it'll work, even if it's long distance. I really don't think it's a wise yeah. idea to follow you to school. And if they still insisted on that, I would sit their parents down and say." I think this is a terrible idea. Yeah. I would have intervened far more. And I wish that my parents would have done that because it blew up my freshman year. Blew it up.
0: Oh, that's kind that stinks. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't that great for her too.
1: Um, no, but I, yeah, I don't feel bad for her. Don't mm. follow someone to school who worked their ass off for years trying to get a scholarship, got one, and then you just, you know, Yeah. ride the coattails down there. Like that was crap.
0: Okay. So well, that w- I would put that in the category of smothering.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
0: So the next question I have is: Have you ever been in a situation where you had a good group of friends, and the person—oh, I think anywhere dating, this is going, yeah—the
1: hmm? person you're the dating, you're dating mm-hmm.
0: isn't liked or loved by your friends? Yeah. How would you handle that? As oh, I've in, had to, I've
1: had to handle that. Okay,
0: yeah. so let me be more specific. Like they they kind of stop hanging out with you because she's always around.
1: Mm, no, I've not, not. it's never gone that far. Okay, but I've had people that I've dated, and the people around me, but they don't say it enough. Like if someone took me aside and said, "Hey, Josh, Sally kind of sucks. Here's why. I think you're very outgoing." They're very quiet. You have a lot of good days. They seem to be like an Eeyore. You know, uh, if someone were to just say that and say, look, this comes from a great place. And I don't dislike Sally, but I just don't think it's a good match. I mean, you do what you want to do. Don't get mad at me for saying it. But I just think if you really take the time, you'll realize there's either a better match out there or the hot bath and a good book rule. You're better off flying solo, Mm. kid. And I think that there's value in that. And I think friends should, could if you if you did it in a cool way, as long as they don't do that classic, uh, Skip sucks, he's such a dick. Like if you just don't do it like that, if you just do it respectfully and you do it privately, it doesn't need to be like some big intervention with four friends. You know, just someone, if it's someone that you really care about, if you just say, um, you know, I, I think Skip is really cool, I just think probably really cool for someone else. If you do it in a cool way, I think that's totally doable, mm. don't you? You've had to have experienced that. I,
0: I have had that experience, but I don't know. Have you had it
1: as the friend, the I've, friend of someone that was dating someone that you didn't agree with?
0: Meaning, I have a friend. And you had a I friend who was
1: dating someone. You were the friend that needed like, to kind of talk to and say, "Hey, you know, hey, you know, Sally, I, Skip seems nice enough, but I don't think that's a match. Like, what do you?" What do you see in there? Because here's, here's where I see you guys having some pretty fatal differences mm. and don't listen to me. I'm not trying to sabotage. I'm not trying to, I'm just, I am a good friend of yours. I have been for a long time. You guys are three months in. I've known you for 10 times that length of time. And you know, maybe I've seen this as a pattern before. You seem to really like people that like to go out all the time. And I just don't think that's a good match for you or, or, you know, he wears bad shoes. I know you like people that have good shoes. I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. As, as the friend person, have you ever had to try to feel like you had to intervene a little bit and say to your girlfriend or guy friend, mm-hmm. your significant other, I just I see where you kind of like him, but I don't think it's a good match. Have you played that part before?
0: I have played that part only when they come to me and start complaining about yeah. their partner. And
1: that's a tough one, too. I, I want to get into that, too. Yeah. Okay, so then you just jump in there and be like, I see what you're saying, and if it were me, I'd nip this one right in the... Is it nip it in the butt or bud?
0: I believe it's nip it in the bud. Bud. Kind of like you'd, you'd nip the bud of a rose. Flower or yeah, something. so it's name. done. I mean, so yes.
1: butt would just be like you're pinching someone's ass.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you'd kick someone's butt, but you would not kick you would someone's nip, bud.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No. Unless you were mad at a flower.
0: <laughs> um. I have, I, I, I've given, I've, I've responded to friends who have asked, who have complained to me about their partner. Yeah. But I always try to be fair because nobody's perfect. No. Not even my friend. Yeah. Or friends. Right. Especially not, I. by the way, I call our group of friends just a band of misfits because yeah. you kind of go down the line. and.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) and that's fun and and it's cute, right? It's fun and it's cute and it's true. Like I know your friend group, but I consider them my friends as well. Of course. And they all have some like really glaring, weird things and, and, but we all do.
0: (laughs) Including myself. So everyone
1: is a band of misfits.
0: Absolutely.
1: And if you're not, I'm not interested in being friends with you.
0: (laughs) It's fun to make fun of each other too in a very cordial way. Yeah,
1: but that's a good one. So, so not too far off that would be. A big mistake we make as friends, and I think women make mm-hmm. it on a slightly higher clip, Okay, is the banging on their current significant other mm-hmm. and doing it too much. So much so that mm-hmm. the friends are just like, how am I supposed to be cool to this person anymore? And women do this oh. more than guys do, and it is a fatal flaw. Meaning a, they
0: just are constantly complaining are, about them. You guys and then, are shit at this. And then, sh- and then that person makes you hang to, out yeah, together correct, still. Correct.
1: Oof. It is a fatal flaw. You guys need to get better at that. Yeah. Unless something they have done is so egregious. And then if it has been so egregious, that should be, you should be considering terminating the relationship. But what you can't do is if you hang out with your friends, <coughs> excuse me, a bunch, and half of that time is spent banging on your current significant other. How do you expect them to get along with them? How do you expect them to encourage that relationship? Yeah. How do you expect them to understand where if you did break up and you wanted to get back together? I've gotten back together with people before, and I consider yeah. that healthy. I, I, I said, Okay, at this point in time, it needed to end. There may have been some personal growth in the time they were apart, and then it makes sense to revisit that. But if you bang on someone so profusely, your friends will never be accepting of that moving forward or they'll just see yes. it as like, Oh, they're toxic, you know, blah, blah, that phrase that people love to, to throw around the word toxic or narcissistic. Oh, my my boyfriend, Petey, so narcissistic and he did this and then he did that, you know, and then he does something nice. He, say he goes to counseling and you've, you've just banged on this guy to yeah. Anna and, and Jane and, and then he goes to counseling and you really feel like he has made strides and you want to keep going with that, then they see you as weak. They see him as a dick. Like, you guys got to be better about that. Just Unless something gets to a 7 on a scale of 1 to 10, just eat it. Yeah. Just eat it. If he didn't make the bed, if he had an orgasm before you and didn't let you get your cookie, just don't shut up. Shut up. You can handle a little disappointment in your life.
0: That's interesting. You for can you to handle say. it. Yeah,
1: it's the price of admission. Your your significant other isn't going to be perfect. Mm. They're not. So you can't every little last thing go banging on to your friends about nit-pick them.
0: Nitpick about it. Then you just sound like a complainer. You do. Oh, it's, it's a turn off.
1: It is. And then your friends look at you like, Jesus Christ, Joe. If you don't like uh, Skip so much, then dump him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think I think women are measurably worse at that than guys. Guys bitch and moan about their significant others all the time, too, but not to the same clip. And I think a lot of that's because women communicate more. I would say if guys yes, go out.
0: We gab a lot more. Let's know. say
1: three guy friends go out, okay? And they go to a gin mill, they have some brewskis, and they, right. they're out for two hours, and they go home. I would say the total word spoken would be 2,417. If three women go out, average word spoken would be like (laughs) 8,276, right? And I'm not saying that's inherently bad. It's great to communicate. I do like to talk. No shit. You listen to the (laughs) podcast, you know, right? But I just think there's a more propensity for them to because they communicate more. I'm not saying inherently women piss and moan more. Guys do it too. Mm -hmm. But just slow your roll on banging on your significant Mm -hmm. other to your friends because it's unattractive. No one likes it. The bartender doesn't want to hear it that's me um and no one wants to hear it and if you can't handle it dump him or her you know
0: yeah you're right it does make them look yeah, weak if they're complaining to, to about me, the person they choose to be with as right. not very
1: you've been good. in this situation you to tell me you've not heard this sure what sure. does it make you feel like when someone bangs on someone constantly
0: I t- I try I don't always succeed I try to share both sides or I, I'm I want to say I'm pretty fair. I try not to be judgmental. Yeah. And like I said, none of us are perfect, including right. myself. So what I do, you know, you want to listen and you want to hear them out because it's yeah. very, very important. Yeah. Um, and I try to say, OK, this person in this case, he does this or says this highly inappropriate, got to fix it. But then you, I think you have to balance that and say that, well, what did you do to incite the situation? Or what did you do to escalate the conversation to that level? Because it really, truly takes two. Sure. I used to be told because I was a feisty one when I was young. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't. And um, I was trying to, I was I was having a bad day or, or it was in a bad mood. And I was trying to pick a fight almost. Ooh. I was like hot. And I was told by a very wise person, you know, you can go fight with yourself it's really impossible but i'm certainly not going to fight with you so i learned a long time ago that if somebody's trying to engage me in a fight that's not going to end well i just shut down and i smile and i end the conversation and you walk away yeah so same thing i think it takes two people to complain takes two people to be in an argument one's Mm.
1: i think matt and i would argue otherwise
0: Well, depends on the person. See, could you catch that one? (laughs) No. No.
1: For the most part, it takes two people to get into an argument. But if some people are having a bad day and we all know those people, they Mm -hmm. probably could argue solo.
0: Right. Right. I think that where I draw the line with telling somebody, telling a friend that I don't like the person they're dating, yeah, I would probably draw the line on situations where maybe bad habits are starting to form that they didn't have before. Yeah. If they started drinking so much more because the partner's drinking a lot. or something. I
1: haven't seen a lot of that. I know that it happens. Oh, yeah. But I haven't seen a lot of that primarily because i don't really drink very much but i i don't i don't see that happen where someone just drives someone and like they're now going circling down the drain like i just don't see that very often
0: yeah uh or just becoming more judgmental of others Mm -hmm. or too pious or too yeah you know self-righteous then then i'd probably say something and i'd probably move away from both people
1: yeah yeah,
0: so it's a tough one though because you want to keep your friends. You never want to isolate yourself from your friends. Yeah. I think a lot of people make that mistake as well. Yeah, where they just spend time with their partner all yeah. the time, and then maybe because one person's possessive and they don't want you know you to hang out with your own friends. Yeah. Have you ever had that?
1: What would what, say that? Where
0: you, whoever you're <laughs> dating, says to you no, don't hang out with those guys anymore or tries to keep you oh, slightly yeah. busy. You know,
1: I think I set the tone pretty early in relationships where I'm not going to let someone influence who I spend time with, how I spend my time, you know, how I distribute my time or what my um, go-to situations are, what my habits are. I don't think anyone really, not no one dares do that. I'm not suggesting that I wouldn't be open to suggestion, but what do I do in my life? I hang out with Francisco, I work a little bit, and I try to spend a little time with my family. What's someone going to piss him moan about? Like, I don't spend all the time at the casino. I, I don't see. go to the track, you know, five days a week. like I don't do that. Yeah. So no one can really say, oh mm, you know, you're going to stop going to Double Vision. Like, I don't. Who's going to? Who's going to be yeah. critical? Well, you got to stop uh, hanging out with Seco, okay.
0: That's a good point. See ya. Good you luck have... with your next relationship yeah. cuz this
1: one has terminated. You know yeah. what would I, you know, I don't really have too much of that, but I've I've not really had anyone either say, "Hey, you know, your friend so and so, I don't think he's a great influence on you. I would love to see you spend a little less time, even if they said it nicely," cuz mm-hmm. I don't really think I keep the company of anyone that's that bizarre or, you know, riddled with bad habits. I don't think I have much of that.
0: You're also very good at correcting your friends, including myself, if I say something out of line or mm. do something that may be a little be a little, may sound But even, we do it
1: fun, because I don't oh, think you've absolutely. ever said anything that would be offensive to someone on purpose or you know, or off colored yeah, or something. Me like that. At some but point. we have fun with it. Yeah. And I expect the same from you. you absolutely. Know, if I you know, there's a I don't wanna get into the basketball player from the University of Miami who I talked about tonight and his last name and the joke I made <laughs> no but um, yeah it was fun It was. I mean we have fun with that when I say yeah. that I catch someone on something that makes it sound like I'm holier than thou I am ranked at last in being holier than thou right?
0: no absolutely fair? Uh, yeah. absolutely fair okay. but what I'm saying is the company you keep is pretty uh, has a certain type of characteristic because if they didn't then they wouldn't be your friend yeah it
1: wouldn't and, be my circle yeah, of friends or sure or you'd say something yeah. correct fair
0: uh, qu- next question Question. Freestyle is going great. I like it. Yeah. Again, these thoughts have come yeah. through my brain, and I just we just never really delved into it because it's they're one-off topics. Yeah. You know. Uh, what questions do you have to ask yourself before you commit? And by that I mean commit beyond the conversation of being exclusive. I'm talking commit. Maybe an engagement or marriage. I'm the wrong person to Well, um, ha- having been divorced.
1: Speaking for someone else, who would, what would I ask for questions? Just to, That's cool. I'm happy to answer yeah, that. Yeah, do
0: that. Because I think um, having been married and divorced, you now know a lot more than you used to okay. before.
1: So a hybrid of if I had to do it again... And maybe helping someone else out who is considering making a move like this. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it, but it's such a not it's a broad, broad. question. A broad yeah. Ones, yeah. Um, but it, it's an important one. Mm-hmm. I want to get this one right. I think if you're going to cohabitate and you're looking to get married or engaged or or cohabitate, I think that's just where it Perfect. starts. Perfect. I like that one. I think knowing what you're getting into for kind of like household chores is kind of important. And I don't mean to start there because I don't think that's the most important, Hmm. but that caused a lot of friction in my marriage when I was working and I was also trying to build this place and I was working at Skidmore and I just didn't really think at that point in time between Skidmore and working on this place. I mean, I don't even want to tell you how many hours I was putting in, Yeah. but to come back and not, and almost only having one child, to feel like I had to make a list and put it on the fridge about household chores, and then we got points for doing them.
0: <laughs> Wait, you had a, you had at a starboard? Yeah,
1: and at the end of the at the end of the board? two weeks, no, it was like certain points for doing laundry, certain points oh for doing goodness. the dishes, certain, doing points, certain points for you know, like bathing Seiko. I mean, he was like one at this point, you know. And when I had more points on that board, and I was coaching the golf team at Skidmore and building this place. I just blew my top. Like, I just, I couldn't believe that I was in that situation, you know, and, and, you know, my just had, mine's going to get along really nicely right now, and I don't want to bang on her, because she doesn't listen to this thing anyway, so it's not like she's going to go, I listen to the podcast again, you were a dick about me. Like, it's not and, like that's going to And gonna she
0: have... was much younger then, Correct. the new baby and I did in things a different wrong country, too. so, but, yeah
1: that was difficult like what are your expectations around the house what are your expectations for i always hear all the time about how earning money and finances play a huge role in the demise of cohabitation or marriage you know type relationships and i've never felt that way i've never felt that any of my relationships ever came to a demise because of earning or how people spend money yeah so and i know that that's true but i can't believe and it's every poll I see that's the leading cause of you know a relationship taking on water so funny just
0: wasn't a big concern for you it, it
1: was but it ended up being one because she, again she liked things and ah, okay. different brands and this and this kind of car and this kind of clothing and I just that was something that I didn't pay any attention to I knew but the thing is like I fell in love with Maite by her being a low earning, low person on the totem pole, mm-hmm. assistant golf pro at this golf resort in central New York. She lived in this crappy apartment above a garage, you know, a night in Oneida, New York, which is already kind of a dumpy town. Yeah. And she was driving around this Toyota Corolla that was probably 10 or 12 years old and had this big dent in the passenger side door. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was cool. It was this attractive go-getter so who I assumed right. was a really hard worker mm. and didn't care about stuff and was happy living, not in squalor, but in a very um. middle-class type of lifestyle. And because we were only together six or seven months before we got married, that thing, those things flew right by me because I didn't realize that brewing beneath what was that mirage of how she was fine living yeah. was this person that needed to drive a mercedes or a range rover yeah. or that would have been a huge yellow flag for me and i did not detect that in a half year's time yeah i think you gotta have some time i don't think you need to be together three or four years but you have to really feel like you have a finger to the pulse of who they are and i did not have that in my situation mm-hmm. And my would have been much happier with someone who really liked to earn really liked to spend and really liked that kind of keeping up with the joneses mentality lifestyle, right? and you know and I, I do judge that um i don't like to be super judgy but i do judge that lifestyle yeah. i don't like that lifestyle i don't care for that lifestyle um and we were, that was probably the biggest thing we didn't match on.
0: So maybe the question there is, uh, you have to determine whether or not you're compatible in the way you both earn and spend
1: money. Correct, that is a big one. That is a big one. You know, I think there can be a difference in what people earn. Yes. Um, but just you know, to know what to expect. What is my role in this relationship? I think that's really important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that would trump pretty much anything. I've not seen too many relationships that have cultural issues that that's why they break up. Like, I'm Jewish, I'm Catholic. I, I mean, you know that stuff going in. That's something that you should tackle initially. Right. If you know, or not just if they are one religion or another or one culture or another, but just are, are they do they practice it enough to where it's a big enough part of their life where that's a tough like sneaking up a non-negotiable
0: well that becomes an issue when a child is born and you want to either baptize it if one's catholic or yeah throw a bat mitzvah for if you yeah. know the other parent is jewish that becomes an issue yeah i mean for tom, i don't i don't for tom cruise and katie holmes it became an issue
1: <laughs> katie holmes Toledo, ohio right yeah um i just i don't think that in my circle of friends. So I don't want to say blanket. Well, Mm -hmm. people aren't religious anymore. Of course they are, but I don't really travel in circles where people are going to church every Sunday or going to synagogue or going to whatever. And I just, I don't see that as a big issue because of my experience. Now I'm sure that it is, but Mm -hmm. I don't see it very often. So I can't really speak on that, but just, you got to know each other. And I just clearly six or seven months aren't enough, you know, and that I think if, if my and I spent a little more time than that, we would have found that maybe we would have been nice friends But that. I mean, that probably wasn't a good idea for a relationship, but um, I'll tell you what, I got one of the greatest kids on the planet. So it's just great. It's great. And yeah, I, great and I still, out. you know, I still feel for, you know, myte like it's a great example. We've been getting along so well and we still have some things that we butt heads on, like, you know, all the tennis that Siko's playing. And, but I, I, I honestly felt on Friday when we were texting about his tennis gear and stuff, you know, I asked her, I said, are you going to tennis today? You know, it's just this little Friday match. And when she said she wasn't because she had a meeting, I was like, oh, it's too bad. I was looking forward to seeing you. And I got to be honest, it's been a long time since I really, truly had that conscious thought. Mm. And it was, you know, she's like, no, I got a meeting. I'm like, well, you know, we'll have a good, have a nice meeting, you know. And um, so there's a lot of good there. And, you know, they say time like heals and time, you know, things change in time. And, and they do, you know, they do. And I got to be honest. This is a tough confession for me. <laughs> okay. Like midweek, we got into it about something. And it was, it was I think it was about this tournament this weekend. So he goes to play in this tournament in Connecticut. And I can't go because last week he had his assessment for Little League, which you have to like show your skills. You go to Spot Catholic and they roll you some ground balls on the ground and they throw these little pop flies, even though the gym ceiling is very high. Then they throw pitches and they hit. So they assess them on four different categories. Mm-hmm. And then they do the draft accordingly the next weekend. And Seiko couldn't go because Maite had signed him up for this tennis tournament. So being a coach, I wasn't going to make the assessments, which is a big no-no for the coaches. Like, you got to go to the assessments and you got to go to the draft. Yeah. So I told the people on the board, I'm not going to the assessments. I'm going to Seiko's tennis match. I don't miss Seiko's stuff. And they were kind of grumpy, but they're like, all right. And Seiko missed the assessment as a player, which he kind of yeah, frowned kinda upon. Yeah, stinks, right. And so then she goes and signs him up for another one this weekend. And it's my weekend. And I threw a fit on Wednesday. I was like, it's my time. I don't want, I mean like I'm losing time with him and he's, you know, I'm, I can't miss the draft. So I hope he plays his matches. Cause this is in Connecticut too mm-hmm. in the afternoon. So I can do the draft and then zip out there to watch him and then zip back, you know, and then the draw was like eight, nine and 10 o'clock. So I couldn't catch it at all and so I'm doing the draft and I'm kind of grumpy about it and she talked me down. She's like, I'm not trying to steal your time. Baseball's going to start soon enough and if you really don't want him to do it, we can pull him out. And I'm like, shit. Cooler heads prevailed and uh. it was my Taze cooler head? <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yikes, yeah. yeah.
1: <sighs> that was a tough one. It's
0: a good lesson to learn. I dude. know.
1: See, I mean, yeah. time? You know, time heals and things change and people change and You know, I'm sure she'll piss me off in the next week somehow, some way. Um, But, you know, she's going in the right direction. Good. Good Good to hear that. Good to hear that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So now we're talking about committed relationships and possibly um, how, you know, going into a committed (coughs) relationship. Now you're in a committed relationship. You're two years into Mm. cohabitating.
1: Whoa okay all these things that i don't know the, i don't know if they're gonna happen again for me okay go uh, ahead
0: um, and the sex life kind of goes stale and we're gonna try to keep this pg happens all the time audience. that's even, okay even in a non-cohabitating situation it goes a little stale suddenly it's not happening every time you're together uh, you just don't perform either from either person it's both men and women lose interest and from the studies uh, by Dr. Wednesday Martin, it does show that the women drop down in their interest mm-hmm. uh, sooner than men do. What What are things, both parties. But
1: we are freestyling tonight. Yeah. We? And we're all over the board.
0: What have you tried before? And what have what I are, tried? <laughs> <laughs> Put me right on the what, are, spot. What are the what are some of the things you can do to spice up? The And I don't mean just sex as in sexual intercourse. There's playfulness. There's, you know, having fun and doing things together that doesn't always end up in intercourse. But just how, what do you do to spice, put spice back into your relationship? Because you've gotten into a monotonous situation.
1: I will say that I've had precious little experience with that happening. I've had plenty of long-term relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. It's never gotten stale? Not
1: too much because I think that's always a big part of, I make sure if I start a relationship that there is a really nice chemistry there and it's not based on the fact that I haven't boned this person yet and it's just like, oh, access to a new person sexually. Uh huh. That can't be it. It's got to be like the first few times that you're together, you can tell this is going to take a hell of a lot longer to fan out because it's really cool. It's very selfless. People are maybe happy to... You know, pre-game some fun items. I'm trying to do this in a very PG way, ch- yes, yeah. And if they are happy to do some different fun pre-game experiences, then they're probably fairly selfless in the sack. So that's always a good idea. Of maybe this is going to last a little bit longer. Oh, right. Okay. I think that's a pretty good barometer. Okay. Um. So f- for you, ladies out there. If you know in the beginning stage, in the first few weeks, first few months, you know, Skip doesn't like go to de- doesn't like to go downtown, you mm-hmm. know, f- find little man on the boat, and you know, have some fun downtown. He <laughs> doesn't want to do that in the in the early days. Then you are not going to experience that in six months. You're certainly not going to experience that in a year. I think it's a pretty good barometer in the first few months if someone is adventurous, if they're fun if they're selfless in the pregame portion of, you know, sexual intimacy, then there's probably a good chance that they're going to maintain that energy and that um, desire to please you, you know, when it's not early days anymore. So I think that's a pretty good barometer to where the start is. But what do you do when it inherently is going to get a little bit more, Uh, monotonous or a little bit more um you know just not as exciting Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you can do i mean we've already touched on this you know watch a little video enhancement (laughs) okay um i think that um i have dabbled in a little role playing
0: role playing and that in public or
1: what what?
0: Role playing in public or role playing in I think in most a role or...
1: playing means kind of in your own dwelling place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um
0: costumes?
1: Costumes were used. I was uh I played the role of Dr. Darby Hendrickson.
0: Who the hell is that?
1: I was a uh sex therapist. Oh. <laughs> I came in wearing glasses that were like a really low um uh, Description for readers so you could barely tell that you could and I came in like dressed in a tie and like a suit
0: You did that. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah
0: whose idea was this it was mine. Okay. Okay, and
1: then another um, Young lady um, who We've talked about extensively on this program. Oh, no, but who's I've never given a name uh, was person a yeah, and she did a wonderful wonderful Wonder woman a uh, rendition, and let me tell you something. Wow! <laughs> costumes, Wonder
0: costume, Woman costumes, like, and
1: that's some bullshit. Like underoos. I mean, we're talking
0: <laughs> the real thing. Let, let's
1: let's say online there are five Wonder Woman costumes that you can purchase. <laughs> she bought the best one. Got a wig. I mean, i I went to You're her. Kidding. I went to her place, and she was sat in the costume, like across the room, like the far I would say twenty-five feet away. I thought she had hired a hooker.
0: Oh my god. She
1: looks so different. <laughs> and she's already attractive, but like it was so cool. And she got like a burner number and texted me and saying that she was I mean what's 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 the real name of Wonder Woman? Like Linda Diana. Carter. No 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 that's the oh. actor's name. Diana. Diana. So, Diana. so she pretended her name was Diana. She's like Diana, this is Diana. And I need your help in the secret mission, and you know I need you to meet me at this address. It was really cool. There was so much effort given. It was really cute, and what? then she was super hot. It was like super hot. It was super amazing, and that was tremendous effort.
0: That is that is good effort, and you're that's your one of the love languages that you like. Is, yeah, yeah, acts yeah. of service, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. She did save the world, so... But
1: it was so funny. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. The interaction was... I get in there, and she's trying so hard not to break character. And I'm trying so hard to not break character that she is Wonder Woman, right? This is hilarious. So at this point in time, she was living at this apartment complex. And, you know, not far outside of her apartment was a tennis court. So I'm trying... I mean once we get into it, like once we get into it for like five or 10 minutes and it's easy to stay in character, but the first few minutes I'm floored at how good she looks. I'm floored at like the extent to which she has done this costume. And so I said, and and there was a little lull in the conversation. So I said, um, you know, Diana, where did you, where did you land or park the invisible jet right out there on the tennis courts? And I don't think she knew much about Wonder Woman, I'm not a big comic book person, but like everyone knows right. that she flies the Invisible Jet. Right. And she goes, and she could tell she didn't know anything about the Invisible. She goes, um, yeah, right out on the tennis court. Then we had a giggle. And we couldn't help it. So we broke character for a minute, and then we got back into it. Okay. But it was really funny. It was one of the cutest things. And like when you look back on a relationship, and if it didn't end particularly great, like what relationship? If you have 10 of them, I would say two of them end in a really mature way. Maybe... One or two of men like in flames and like this terrible thing. And I don't mm-hmm. think this really ended that way, but yeah. it was like very medium ending. And there's some things to it that I don't feel great about. And there's some things about that she really doesn't feel great about either. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really therapeutic to kind of go back and talk about this and go, sure. that was such a cool moment, such a cool moment. And you know, and it was a fun, flirty night, and it ended really fun physically, but it wasn't about that. It was like the effort, in, mm. and it had even gotten old or stale. This is pretty early days. This is maybe, you know, four months in, five months in, yeah. and it had not gotten that way, but we just, I mean, we couldn't have been any more proactive in that. Yeah, yeah. But role-playing can be as simple as, you, like you said, in public. How about, you know, go out to a bar and pretend that you don't know each other, sit on a different side of the bar and like hit on each other from like, hey, Barger, can you get, you know, like if we were doing this, can you get uh, Joe, can you, can you go get this woman a drink over here? And then you just pretend like you don't know each other. Right. And then, like you go make out or kind of hook up a little bit in the bathroom, and then the bartender comes back. It's like, oh my god, they just hooked up. Like it's fun to make yeah. a spectacle of yourself, but like to appear that you're strangers. Like there's so many ways that kind of spice it up. So that's a good question. Well, yeah. how have you, how have you done that?
0: Um, I've never I've never done the role playing thing.
1: Now, talk the way I've talked about it. Doesn't that sound like that could be really cool?
0: It is a really cool thing, and I think part of it is. You also get to know another side of the person yeah. because maybe the girl will act a little more flirty or wear a dress that they wouldn't normally dress. So yeah. you'll see her in a sexier light or yeah. the guy combs his hair finally or you know gets a clean shave. So there are ways that you can just pretend. Pretending is, is cute.
1: Yeah. And
0: I actually think it's one of the things that real psychiatrists and psychologists talk about doing.
1: Yeah, I think people think there's too much work that goes along in it, but that's the whole point. It's like, person A just crushed it, right? And then having a little fun acting, that's kind of fun too. I mean, I don't know. I think it's fun, but that's just one of those things. It's effort. Yeah. You got to bring the effort.
0: I think one fun thing to do, not necessarily just to spice it up, but to kind of change the routines, is go out with different parts of different types of people or, or different kinds of friends or different groups of people. Because again, there might be a character in that group of pe- people that you didn't know, you know you, if, if for example, I didn't know the guy could play the piano and suddenly yeah. we're hanging out with a bunch of musicians or people who do and they start banging on the piano meaning like tinkering on the piano. Oh, um, not
1: like uh, Richard Gere and Julia Robertson, yeah. Pretty Woman, banging it's, on the yeah, piano. Exactly. Yeah, that's a different kind of banging on the piano.
0: Or in more modern terms, Fifty Shades of Grape. Is it like part three or something? Oh, I do,
1: if know. you think that I've watched that. You haven't? You got me wrong, kid. I, don't I watched. Blame you. I think I walked out of the first one. Did you I leave your date? Of, in, walked out of two the movies. <laughs> no, I just said, if you want to stay, you can stay, but I can't do this. Yeah. A maybe much. I did. No, or maybe I watched it at home and I didn't like it and I turned it off. I don't remember how it went, but I thought that was so bad. So bad. Yeah.
0: It's oh. all, it's everything wrong with the way romance should be. But so, you know, going out with other different types of friends, doing new activities together. Sure. I, I think those are all very helpful things to do. And but I mean, you're
1: talking specifically about the physical part petering out. I don't think going apple picking, when you've ever gone apple picking, is going to spice up your relationship physically. Right? Yes. Yes. So if you're just talking about it, when you lose a little bit of the fizzle in the physical department. Fizzle in the physical department. Yeah. Fizzle, the physical department.
0: <laughs> fizzle.
1: You got one more? Or are we good?
0: Um, I think we're good. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to kind of end it on that question because it's a fun one. It is a fun one. Maybe we can solicit some of our listeners yeah, to text playing. us yeah, what they But if you have a done, good idea,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: because that's very, very important. It does, yeah. and it happens to every relationship. Don't Inevitable. If you say it's always hot and heavy, yeah. So, on that note.
1: Yeah, that was a fun one. Freestyle. Freestyle. How many minutes? Where are we at?
0: We are at just a little over an hour. So okay. We're good.
1: Yeah. it's Right up our alley. Yeah,
0: exactly. So a uh, few more topics, maybe the next one being attachment styles. Yeah.
1: You know, we talked about that and we were playing around with, you know, throwing that at him tonight, but I just don't feel like I'm as studied up on that one as I was the love languages. I think we knocked that one out of the park. I think that was yes, a fun one. That was a fun one. And, um, attachment styles. I read up a little bit on it. Um, and it's deep it is it's a little bit heavier It's a little more intense like i think that's the new version of love languages not that they're that similar mm. but it, it, it's like a very broad strokes if this happened in your childhood if this is the way you raised, then you're raised and you're going to behave this way and i don't love that i don't love well if this happened then you're going to be like this i don't love that and again i didn't read it enough I didn't get a chance to devote enough time to speak on it intelligently. I don't want to just poo-poo someone's theory because I don't feel like you can make changes. I feel like I am the opposite of the attachment style, where if if you you know if you grew up in this type of environment, then you will always feel this deficit and you'll act this way as you get older. And I know that's oversimplifying and yeah. that's not necessarily what they're saying. So I'm going to brush up on that before we get a chance to talk about. It. But there's a great chance that. Um, attachment style is going to be what we tackle next. What do you say?
0: That sounds good to me. Let's just
1: do our due diligence. Let's read up on it. And not only just read up on it, because clearly the person who comes up with this stuff is trying to sell it. Just right. like, you know, the love really language. Really scrutinize so it. So I want to read some criticisms of it, and I want to know my own criticism of it, because that's what yeah. this podcast is. Yeah. This podcast isn't someone's theory on some sort of psychology of human behavior, and then we talk about other people's criticism of it. We should talk about our own, right? Because you know, people are paying us a lot of money to listen to, to this. give our opinions on stuff, <laughs> or roughly, or roughly no money, but, um, but we're having fun doing well, it. Listen, it's been objective.
0: listened to well over a thousand hours, which is Whew. pretty interesting. I don't know what to make of that yet, but yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Well, I think it's thank Cico. you for listening. I think though. It's right? Presence <laughs> That's We true. have some Announcements On Seco For the next uh, Podcast oh, too Oh good Yeah Seco Enterprise is Really getting Ready to take Off here So